You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're going to look at John chapter number 16. Look down, if you would, at verse number 12 and verse 13. The Lord Jesus here speaking and teaching the disciples many things. And he says in verse 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Jesus understood. Pastor gave the illustration, and I love uh, what uh, we've been through together this week with the staff, with orientation, and Brother Whitlow, and I've talked much about how I wish so many people could hear uh, what Pastor had to teach this week, what a blessing it was, and he used that example of the, of the fire hydrant, you know, sipping out of the fire hydrant, not be able to take everything in, and that's what Jesus is telling the disciples, and of course, what he has to teach them, some of it's going to be very heavy but they weren't prepared spiritually for it. And then he goes into telling about the, the comforter. If you look at chapter 14, 15, and 16, Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit who's going to be sent after he ascends to heaven, after the death, burial, and resurrection. Then we come to verse 13. It says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, and I want you to underline that statement, the Spirit of truth is come, and then this statement here, he will guide you into, the next two words, all Truth, Man, I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. For he shall not speak of himself. That's the problem with the Pentecostals right there. And uh, one of them, anyhow. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. For he will show you things to come. And uh, let's bow for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, what a joy it's been to be here uh, tonight. And uh, I pray, God, that you'd hide me behind the cross, empty me of self, and cleanse me of any sin. And uh, Lord, fill me with your spirit. I pray, God, that you would impart truth to your people that would help them on every level, young Christians and those that have been saved for many years. And God, may you take the truth tonight. May it not be confused. Give me clarity of heart and a delivery to every heart that it would help every Christian on every level to grow spiritually is my prayer. For we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. What a blessing to hear the Lord Jesus in this text teaching the disciples. There's so much I want to teach you. And I hear that in and pastor's voice these days. There's so much that I want to impart to you, and some of it I can't get to, and some of it's heavier, and all of that. But Jesus here is expressing that uh, to the disciples, and I'm grateful for great teachers. Uh, the Lord has, has blessed me with so many great teachers. I had the privilege to talk to my father yesterday. He taught me the gospel, and I heard the gospel, and I prayed and trusted Christ as my Savior as a young boy. And and my mother taught me so many good Bible truths and principles growing up. I had a grandmother that I had the privilege to sit under in vacation Bible school and a grandfather who was a Baptist preacher. And, and uh, what a blessing. And then to be a part of Pleasant Valley Baptist Church where I met my wife and now to see my son and daughter-in-law heading there tomorrow to go on staff. And uh, what a joy to be ordained into the gospel ministry there and to send under pastor rule and the years that the Lord allowed me to be here uh, in Bible College and a member at North Valley Baptist Church before going to West Valley Baptist Church and so much that pastor imparted to me. I remember sitting in pastor's office before I went into ministry and he said, now, really Everson, he said, you want to make sure you get your wife set up. Make sure that you have a nice, comfortable home and that you get it all taken care of. And a lot of men go into the ministry and they don't care for the needs of their wife first and, and take care of those things. And consequently, it affects the way 
that they serve and they're not able to be all that they could be or should be for the Lord. And it's an amazing thing how that came back to me just a couple of days ago as I had the same conversation with my son and was sharing with him. Now, when you get to Chico, his uh, pastor Gabe Rula was just voted in, has already got them lined up to go paint their house, you know, as they uh, closed on a house. And so they're going to be helping them get set up. And I said, make sure you get your wife set up as well. Make sure you take care of that need first. But so many things. And, and, uh, and I'm grateful for those who've imparted so much to me. And the longer I'm in the ministry, and I, I know Brother Bertram would agree with this, the more I realize I don't know about the ministry and how much there is to know and how grateful I am for those who've invested in me. And I've always as a pastor prayed that the Lord would send me a godly seasoned man of God. And I would go through the state of California and I would mention pastor rule and I would mention pastors in Sacramento and various places who had men who had pastored for many years who were godly in season who would be there to help them. And I remember praying over that and asking the Lord and even seeking some of these older men as they got older saying, hey, why don't you come to Woodland someday? And the Lord never opened that door. But uh, then I remember uh, meeting with Brother Oxendine before the Lord uh, opened the door for us to come here, and I sat in his office, and I remember Brother Oxendine being extremely blunt with me in that meeting and saying, the challenges of larger ministry are much different than country churches. And uh, I walked out of his office, and I was scratching my head, and I said, that man either hates me and doesn't want me to come, or he loves me and he cares about me. And, uh, and what the Lord did in my heart as he knit my heart, I believe that day to him because he was a man of integrity and, and uh, what, what a help that was to me. And I, I, love, I love to have people who are direct and, and shoot straight with me. And, and, uh, and I, I, love, I love people. I, I, I think that's a strength that God has given to me. I admire all different nationalities and their backgrounds. And I love uh, uh, people who come from all walks of life and have all kinds of different backgrounds, educationally and, and uh, economically, you know, and on the list goes uh, we could talk about. And I love to learn about their strengths and, and their weaknesses. But many years ago, as I was pastoring, I remember trying to help a particular teenage boy, and everything I said to him, he said, I know. And I said, and then you need to, oh, I know. And I said, and after you, then you, I, I know. And I said, and, uh, and when you finish that, well, I know. And I, and I looked at him finally and I said, well, if you knew and if you know, why are you here? You know, and he had to stop and think about that, ponder that for a minute. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but from time to time you can meet people who just kind of know. <laughs> and uh, maybe you've met a few people like that. And may I say tonight, the individual that Jesus is introducing the disciples to is the only individual who truly that walks with us who knows all things as we consider here him saying I have many things to say unto you but you can't bear them now how be it when he the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself for whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak for he will show you things to come now I want to have you turn back to chapter 14 and look at a couple verses in chapter 14 and maybe one in chapter 15 as well. We understand the importance as we think about truth, the spirit of truth, and as we think about uh, the greatest teacher. We know that the greatest teacher who ever walked on the face of this earth was, in fact, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
uh, when you study uh, what he had to impart to the disciples, it's amazing. One of the characteristics of the fact of his deity is the fact that Jesus never misspoke. I mean, I've preached for many years, and I remember one time preaching from Philippians uh, about uh, 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 pray, uh, praying always with all prayer and uh, the, the statement about be careful for nothing. There we go. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. And I was saying, uh, turn your care into prayer. And I misquoted myself and I said, turn your, turn your uh, prayer into care. And obviously the Lord doesn't want us to do that. And from time to time we would speak, but Jesus never misspoke as he speaks to the disciples about this man who's coming, this one who knows all truth that was going to guide them uh, into all truth. Look with me, if you would, at chapter 14, verse 26. It says, but the comforter now, he's using that term. And when we put together chapter 16, you can't bear. Obviously, he knew that they were going to go through some uh, things that were going to cause them to need the comforter, which was the Holy Ghost, verse 26 of chapter 14. But he, but uh, the comforter, which, the Holy, uh, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, here it is, he shall teach you, next two words, all things. And bring to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. I don't know how many times with Ox and I, when I was in Bible college, I claimed that verse right there. Lord, as I'm taking this midterm examination, right, or my final, will you call to remembrance what has been instructed or what I have studied? And, and uh, again, we see uh, this topic of the fact that the Spirit of God is going to teach you all things and will bring to remembrance what uh, the Lord had taught them. And chapter 15 and verse 26 says, But when he, the Comforter, has come, whom I will send you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, talking about the importance of, of truth and, and understanding that is so important. But I want you to look at one other verse, uh, two other verse, few of the verses here in chapter 14. Look at verses 15, 16, and 17. The Bible here, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And then he says, verse 16, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Other than Jesus is saying myself, I mean, he's going to give you another comforter, that he may abide with you, next two words, for ever. You see that? Even, here it is, the spirit of what? Truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now, these two passages, John 14, 15 through 17, and John 16, 12 and 13, the statements teach you all things. We see that. Bring to remembrance and guide into all truth and show you things to come, covers the spectrum from Genesis to Revelation. Brother Bertram could go into detail with you uh, a little better on all of that. But what I love about this is we're talking about all truth for all ages by someone who is all present. Let me say that again. All truth for all ages for someone who is all present. If you are a born again child of God, the greatest teacher of all ages who knows everything is ever present to teach and to guide you into all truth. And he even is, in will, is, is desirous to impart truth to you more than you parents want to impart truth to your children. Now, I don't know about you, but that gets me a little bit excited. I mean, we talk about des desiring revival in this day and hour. The reality is the Bible has all the power it has always had. <laughs> 
And I'm thankful for that. And the Spirit of God has all power. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 11. If the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you. If you're a born-again child of God, you have access to the same Holy Spirit's power that raised the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. We now have a completed revelation of God's Word to man from Genesis to Revelation. And so we have to ask ourselves the question as we think about the Spirit of truth tonight... What, in fact, is truth? Well, Jesus answered that for us in John 14. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Holy Spirit answers this for us. Jesus clarified the spirit of truth several times here in these verses which we've just read. The Bible tells for us in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. We know if the Word became flesh, it would be the Lord Jesus Christ. You see the Trinity as we consider what in fact truth is. And I am grateful tonight as we think about Paul imparting to Timothy in 1 Timothy 3.15. He said, but if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And I would submit to my church family tonight, if we do not have truth, we do not have the Lord Jesus Christ. If we do not have truth, then we do not have the spirit of truth dwelling in us. If we do not have truth, we do not have, in fact, the word of God. If we do not have truth, we do not have the local, we would not have a local New Testament church tonight. And if we do not have truth, then we will never see lives transformed. Paul told the church at Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 13, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. I say that tonight to say that each of us are personally responsible for how well we receive the word of truth. When the word of God is taught, when the word of God is preached, and as you read and study the word of God for yourself, we will all give an account to God someday for how we receive the word of truth. We realize tonight it's not the word of man, but it is in fact the word of God. Now here's the great blessing. God has imparted to us the Holy Spirit who is a personal tutor, who is always with you to teach you and guide you into all truth. Now, this does not mean you don't need a pastor and, and spiritual leaders to help you. And we could, we could give lots and lots and lots of Bible. We understand that tonight. Uh, don't misunderstand the message tonight. Don't take it out of context tonight. Please understand tonight. Uh, young Christians and old Christians and middle-aged Christians alike, I say older Christians, those who have been saved longer, all need the church for a multitude of reasons and all need spiritual leadership uh, for, uh, for all, uh, all kinds of reasons. But may I say that the Holy Spirit desires to guide you and I into his word. When the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, the Holy Spirit led Jesus to combat the temptations of Satan with the scripture. And the Holy Spirit of God will always drive you to the Bible and to Bible truth, not from the Bible or from the house of God or the man of God or the people of God. And I think that that's an understood statement tonight. 
Jesus quoted from Deuteronomy every time he was tempted and Satan tried uh, to quote from Psalm 90, I believe, and he tried to twist the passage of Scripture there. And Jesus rejected and corrected the counterfeit truth that Satan was putting forth to him. So what I'm saying tonight is this book that I hold in my hand is capital T Truth from Genesis to Revelation. And if you have the Holy Spirit of God indwelling you, the Holy Spirit of God desires for you to be in the Word of God and, and to be guided into all truth in the Word of God. Whether you're coming to church and hearing the Word of God proclaimed, I love to hear preachers say, take your Bibles and turn to, all right? And, uh, and I, I love to hear, hear uh, Sunday school teachers say, please turn uh, with me too and these types of things because it is the Word of truth and we understand that. And, uh, and so if there's anything we must be vigilant about in 2022, it's truth. Truth, in many cases, has fallen into the streets. And Satan is a liar and the father of lies. I had the privilege to travel some with the tour group this summer, and my family and I were with uh, the, uh, the Redeeming Grace Trio. We were enjoying some time there, and we stopped in at McDonald's for breakfast one morning because we wanted them to have a healthy breakfast. And, uh, and so we were there, the line was short, and we were headed to church on a Sunday morning early, and, and uh, we were excited about that uh, trip and, and all that Lord was going to do. Actually, we were heading to camp. It was uh, just a few weeks back, I guess, last month, and we were heading to camp. And so we stopped in at McDonald's here, not far from here, and, and uh, there was only one person in line, and I, we got in a little bit closer, and the ladies were figuring out what they wanted to order, and I realized it was a homeless man. And then I, I realized he was arguing with the lady, lady at the counter, and and uh, time went on and time passed and I'm looking at the clock and he was getting frustrated and the lady was going into the back and coming back out. I talked to the manager and trying to explain to the man and I kind of got a little closer and leaned in. We were right behind him and I looked over and, and he was getting upset and said, I just got this $20 bill at the bank and you're going to take it. And she says, I'm sorry, sir, I can't take the bill. It doesn't have this, that and the other. And as I looked a little closer, it was a counterfeit 20. And I really believe with all of my heart that we have many Many places today and religious groups today and religions today that are trying to peddle a lot of counterfeit money. Counterfeit small tea truth. The man got a little bit belligerent, you know, and I finally, I said, well, let me pay for that. I didn't want him stirring up any problems. And, and so I said, I'll go ahead and pay for that. Don't worry, Brother Sly, it wasn't the church credit card. I used my own. So I said, uh, I just want to get him out of the way. It was nine bucks, you know, so... I put my credit card on the counter there, and the lady thanked me for it. She took the card. She looked at it for a long time. I thought she was punching some numbers in. Got the man his food, got him on the way. And I said, praise the Lord, I'll pick the ladies up on the other side where he's not at, make sure they're all taken care of, and I won't come back to this McDonald's again. So uh, anyhow, but, uh, you know, I think sometimes if we're not careful, we, we don't realize that there are those who are trying to push what's counterfeit. 1 John talks about this in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 27. I'm going to read this verse to you. It says, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. This is talking about the, whole, the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. And it says, uh, And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, he shall, uh, ye shall abide in him. Now, this is John speaking to Christians who were being affected by false teachers who had the spirit of Antichrist. And I'm telling you this evening that we need Christians today who are so in the Word of God 
and so filled with the spirit of truth that when somebody says something or tries to peddle something that is not in line with the Word of God, we say, you know what, I don't need you to teach me in that area. The Holy Spirit of God has already taken the Word of God and planted the seed of the truths of God's Word so deeply in my heart, I'm not buying what you're selling. Because it's counterfeit. It's not truth. God desires for you and I to understand that there are those who are false teachers and there are are false spirits. And that's why the Bible tells us to try the spirits tonight. Now, I want to read to you from 1 Kings 19. If you have time to turn there, go ahead. I'm going to quickly hasten through this if I can. But we have Elijah. Boy, this is an amazing story. And uh, we know the story. He's come out from under the juniper tree and is up there in the cave. Verse 10, and he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord of hosts. 1 Kings 19, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. They've thrown down thine altars. They've slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains. God is just kind of showing off his muscles here a little bit as he passed by. And now this wind is so vehemently strong, it it tears the mountain uh, to pieces and it's literally breaking the boulders in half. And then after that, the earth begins to shake as this earthquake takes place. And right after that, this incredible fire sweeps through the land, the Bible tells us in this text. And and, uh, God was not in any of those. And it says, after the fire, and here's the statement, a still, small voice. That still, small voice called me to preach for the Nikolai about the age of eight years old. And it was an independent Baptist church meeting in a Seventh-day Adventist building on a Wednesday night in, 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 in folding metal chairs. And I came forward with a pastor's son and a deacon's son, and neither, to my knowledge, are in the ministry, perhaps uh, serving the Lord maybe. But uh, uh, I, I remember feeling like I was the most inadequate young man at the time. My parents were separated, divorced, And uh, I remember the still small voice speaking to my heart. I hope that you'll never throw cold water on what God's doing in the hearts of these young people here. Realizing that that still small voice has the power to rend the mountains and shake the earth. And there's so much more that I could say about that. And God tells Elijah, get up and uh, you're going to anoint three different men. And they're going to be used to do twice what you have done. And uh, there are still 7,000 who've not forsaken me. And there's so much that we could go on and on. But my, my question tonight is, what is this still small voice? The spirit of truth. What is the spirit of truth teaching you tonight? And I've got a couple of stories I've got to tell you quickly and be done. Many years ago, I had an elderly lady come to our church. And she was a wonderful lady. And, and uh, I wanted to come by and visit her. And she said, no, no, pastor. I just am enjoying coming. Please don't come see me. And I've been going to church all of my life. And I really am not looking for a pastoral visit right now. I just want to come and enjoy the service. And I love the preaching and the singing and all of that. And she loved the old hymns and she loved the Bible preaching and all of that. And I, her name was Lucille Morris and she's in heaven today. And, and so I, I, I nodded and a few months went by and I asked her again, how would you like a visit? And finally, she agreed. She said, I think I would like to have you come by. And so my wife and I made a visit for Tuesday night and we went by to see her and I sat there in her room, and she said, now, in her living room with the fireplace there, my wife and I were sitting there, and Lucille looked across the living room, and she said, now, Pastor, she said, I love the church. I love the preaching. I love the old hymns. It's what I've grown up with. 
all of my life. I said, Lucille, were you saved? And she went through her salvation story as a young lady trusting Christ. And, and uh, it was very clear, very evident she knew the Lord. And she said, but I do have one problem with the doctrine of the church. I said, what is that? She said, it's what you call the doctrine of eternal security. And I said, oh, okay. And pat my ears as a pastor perked up. And I'm thinking about all these scriptures I'm going to share with her. And I'm just going to set her straight, you know. And the spirit of truth abides in me. And I've got the word of truth. And we're going to get this settled right now. And she said, no, no, no. You don't understand. She said, uh, the last couple of churches I've been in, I've, I've listened to both sides of this. And she said, I absolutely refuse to meet with you or talk to you about this. In fact, I hope you won't address it from the pulpit because I've told you about it. And uh, I still want to come to the church, but I don't, I don't believe that once you're saved, you're always saved. And I mean, man, it hit me really hard, Pastor. And I, didn't, I was stumped. What do you say to that, you know? And the spirit of truth within me reminded me of John chapter 16 and verse 13. And the Holy Spirit of God said to me, I want her to know the truth more than she wants to know the truth. And she wanted to know the truth. And so I asked her more specifically about her salvation. Did you believe that you could lose your salvation when you prayed and trusted Christ or you had to maintain good works? And she said, no, no, no. It was years later that I attended a church and he took me to these verses and, and then I went back to combat him and I couldn't figure it all out. And I said, Lucille, I know that I could take the Bible. She says, I've done that already. I don't want to do it again. Please, no. And I said, well, let's do this then. And I quoted to her, John chapter 16, verse 13. And I said, let's pray and ask the Lord to teach you this truth. Will you commit to pray with me? She said, I absolutely would. I said, let's pray for two weeks and I'll meet back with you in two weeks. She said, let's do it. So we began to pray and seek the Lord. And the first Sunday she came to church and she just normal, very kind and cordial. Shook my hand at the back door. I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm doing great. And uh, she said, the Lord hasn't taught me anything in case you're wondering. I said, okay, well, thanks for letting me know, you know. I turned up the prayer fervent, a little more fervently the second week. And boy, she came in that second week and she was just beaming. She was glowing and she had a peace in her heart, and you could tell the Lord had answered this for her. And she said, Pastor Evertson, you're gonna have to come over and visit uh, with me on Tuesday. I said, My wife and I would love to come over. We got there, and she's standing at the door. She was so excited. She says, I can't believe. And she's about jumping up and down. You won't believe how God answered this prayer, and you know how you quoted this verse, and you know how we were praying. I'm like, Yes, 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 I know, I know, I know. Just tell me, will you? She said, I got a phone call. And she said, uh, the man on the other line said, is this, and mentioned her name, and I, she said, I said, yes, it is. He said, well, I'm an attorney, and, and uh, you, your biological parents have both passed away, and you have an inheritance. And then she stopped and said, now, Pastor, don't get excited. It's not a lot of money. I know you Baptist preachers, you know. <laughs> and I said, all right. And she said, uh, she said uh, I was on the phone, and she said, you have to understand that I was adopted as a baby, and I grew up with a wonderful family. I didn't even know I was adopted until I was an adult. My parents were wonderful to me. They cared for me. They met every need, birthdays, Christmases. I've got siblings. I didn't know that I was adopted. And she said, uh, I found out as an adult, and she said, so this is the first phone call. And so she said, I said to the attorney, I said, I'm sorry, but I would feel wrong about receiving this inheritance because she said, I'm adopted. And, I, I, and I've never met my biological family, my mom and dad, I don't, I don't know who they are, and I just, it wouldn't be right. And he said, Lucille, you don't understand this. He said, the law states that you're blood. And because you are blood, by law, you have to take and receive this inheritance. And she said, Pastor Evertson, when he said those words, the Holy Spirit smote my heart and said, it's through the blood. You have an inheritance in heaven someday because 
Your sins have been washed away by the precious blood of the Lamb. And I can tell my church family tonight that there are stories after stories that I could share with you tonight about how the Holy Spirit of God brought to remembrance the truths of the Word of God that taught people His Word. And if we are going to see a revival in our day, we need to get very serious about the truths of God's Word. I'll leave you with one more story real quickly, and I'm done. I had a sister. We were out of church for about two years, and we were trying to find a church. And we had gone from Christian school, and, and uh, then we'd gone from homeschool to public school. And we'd gotten away from the Lord in those two years. I'm not proud of that. And I had a sister who, I won't mention her name, but there's a few of you here in here that know her pretty well. And so uh, she would wear pants. And before we came back to church and got right and she began to dress like a lady, and she, she, she told the story how that she struggled with that. And she said, I would come to the verses about modesty and I never felt convicted. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd come to these various passages and I could mention more. And she said, I never got convicted. And so I prayed and said, Lord, would you, from your, would you show me the truth of this? I really want to know the truth. I don't feel convicted about this. I don't understand this. And she began to really seek the Lord. And she said, one day... I was walking into a department store and I was wearing a, a Sunday dress and there were people at the door opening the door and, hello ma'am, it's great to see you today, opening the door, letting me in. And the people at the cash register were so kind and appropriate and polite. And she said, I realized that when I went to the same place on Monday, I was treated totally different. And the Holy Spirit of God said to me, I made you to be a lady, male and female, created he them and I want people to treat you like a lady I'm here to tell you I, I could tell you story after story of how the Holy Spirit of God guided people into all truth tonight may God use his spirit the spirit of truth to take the word of truth and help guide you and I tonight Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.